1: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie
0: Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Sing isn't believing.
4: Believing is singing.
5: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for
0: all to hear. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast. The podcast that is determined keep the spirit of christmas alive 365 days a year i'm tom i'm julia
5: i'm anthony and i didn't need to twist tom's arm to go on without jerry
0: oh that's sad of course you well i just i need to get going because uh you know it's getting late and i don't want to keep our two east coasters on for a ridiculous amount of time but thanks for trying to make me look like a jerk already
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sadly not Jerry. I'm April. The Jerry.
5: <laughs> April's back. It's been way too long, April.
2: It has. Oh. It really has. I'm sorry. I, I,
5: I, I mean, this year has been crazy yeah, for you. Yes,
2: it has. I got caught.
5: Why do you give cliff notes to the listeners? Like a brief rundown. Um, of your yeah, 2021? So, <laughs> well,
2: it's mainly been since like summer. Right. Um, yeah, I started my fall semester, which was back in person. Um, I took fourteen hours. I had a job. I ran two marathons in October, and my daughter had her bat mitzvah at the beginning over Hanukkah. So it's been it's been a really long six months. Oh, gosh. So,
5: so all of y'all in quarantine who have just been sitting on the couch watching TV and eating, bow down,
2: <laughs>
1: suck it. No, <laughs> I
2: don't recommend like going as balls to the wall as I did to anybody mm-hmm. at any point in their life take <laughs> your bread sit at home stay home quarantine
5: we should we should ask how was your hanukkah since you are one of our few jewish
2: listeners um it was it was nice my daughter had her bat mitzvah over hanukkah um so it was you know we had family in um so it was it was fun it was that another thanksgivica this year um it was a little more normal like our synagogue actually had um like a first night ceremony or not like celebration they didn't last year so it was a little more normal than last year Mm -hmm. but it came so early that i it, it came and went really fast it started on november 28th this year so it's it's gone and that's early like in general right um, It's not early in, it can, like, like, next year, I don't think it starts until, I think it's next year is, like, December 18th it starts, so it can start as late as, like, December 25th, but start as early as, like, November 26th. It just depends on the year. Yeah.
5: So we're recording this five days before Christmas, mm-hmm. even though this is dropping two days after Christmas, which is crazy. It's crazy. Is everyone excited? What are your Christmas plans, everyone?
2: Staying home and trying not to get the cocoa. So I can come to New York and pick up the cocoa a week later. I mean, I guess our plans are,
3: they're the same they are every year, right? So my parents are in town for Christmas this year, which is great. Sometimes they're in Ohio, sometimes they're not. They'll be here, so they're going to come over for breakfast Christmas morning and do the Christmas tree with us and all that stuff. So it'll be pretty low-key.
5: Tom? Nothing. Nothing? I guess
3: it was going to be Houston.
0: We were going to go to Houston.
3: Thanks for bringing up that bag of worms, Anthony. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just saving Tom from saying it. Pretty much.
5: Well, Tom, you are always welcome to Zoom in and spend Christmas with your Tis Podcast brother here.
0: No, we're just, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be us. It's going to be nice. We're going to have a good Christmas. I just really miss my family.
5: I hear you. We're staying home at my parents' house. Uh, my grandmother is actively dying right now, so we don't know how long she's going to be around, if she'll even make it till Christmas, because she has been declining very rapidly. But uh, I'm sorry, man. It's fine. It's the circle of life. She is mid-90s. I mean, me and my sister are very lucky. We made it till 2011 with all four grandparents alive, and we still have three grandparents alive right now. It's um,
3: remarkable
5: yeah so you know i'm just trying to i don't want to say enjoy the time with her i have left because she's not really herself anymore but you know i'm just trying to soak it in if that makes sense
3: it makes sense
5: yeah so it does christmas will be nice it'll just be close family but it will also have a cloud hanging over it one way or the other so we'll see but I'm glad I'm here tonight with y'all because you guys always cheer me up. All three of you.
1: <laughs>
5: Two of whom I've met in person. One of whom is not a regular host on this show who I've met twice in person.
2: I'm a better friend. Jeez. A lot better friend.
3: <laughs> Tom's. when's the last time I saw you in person? I don't even know. Yeah, it was the picture.
0: Was that Mayfest? I mean, like Mayfest two years ago, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been the last one. Two years. We live in the same town.
5: Where literally everyone thought they were funny. Like, ha ha ha! Who knew Anthony has such a baby face? Yeah, yeah, you guys are all funny, making such a joke. <laughs> Tom, do you wanna? I don't know how to segue for you.
0: I don't know how to segue this one either, because all we were doing was laughing at your baby face. Speaking of baby faces. Let's talk Neil Patrick Harris and 8-Bit Christmas.
5: That's not the worst thing we've ever had. I'll give you that.
0: Far from it. We've, had a, we've done a lot worse. So tonight, I, it feels dirty, but we are doing 8-Bit Christmas, a Christmas that is based in the 80s without Jerry Davila. Totally rad Christmas because he's having technical difficulties. We are sorry to miss you, Jerry. But we are not sorry to talk 8-Bit Christmas. Eh, really we'll get into it okay well 8-bit christmas for those of you who don't know is a movie that was released this year on november 24th on hbo max and it is basically a christmas story set in the 80s ditching the White red right baby bb gun and bringing in a nintendo
1: mm-hmm.
5: and it's based on the book of the same name mark Jablowski, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, wrote it. Kevin Jablowski, Jablowski, whatever his name was. I read it on vacation a few weeks ago, so I have book knowledge here. And per usual, book is always better than the movie, at least 99% of the time. Okay. We'll talk about that. We can talk about that.
0: Let's go with our histories. Actually, we don't really need a history. We've all seen it in the last month.
2: (laughs) It just came out in the last month.
0: There's no history. None of us have a history with this.
2: (laughs) Nope.
0: Okay.
5: My only history is reading the book in Aruba a few weeks before watching it.
0: Well, that was uh, Anthony just looking for a way to walk, bring up the fact that he was in Aruba.
5: That was me looking to bring up the way that I had slightly more history. <laughs> Did
2: you? That history just happened to take place in Aruba. It just happened to be in
5: Aruba, you
0: know. Sorry, you
2: can't be that, uh, that, that bougie, Tom. I know.
0: I, I I don't get to be the bougie one today. It makes me feel.
5: You know what? You have to oh. understand. You have to understand, like how torture torturous it was, reading a Christmas book, sitting on the beach, enjoying a drink from the concierge service.
0: I was talking to one of my coworkers today who is flying out tomorrow to the Cayman islands for Christmas. And there is one Christmas tree farm in the Cayman islands. Just so y'all know.
2: really, Is he going? Is it on a mountain?
0: Uh, I, I don't know the answer to either of those questions. Well, <laughs> he is a she, so I don't know what she's going to do, <laughs> um, but she was planning on potentially having a palm tree for Christmas tree this year.
5: Oh, uh, to quote Kevin McAllister, Or to paraphrase him, who wants a palm tree instead of a Christmas tree? tree.
2: All right. We cut our trees down from the leading county in the United States of Christmas tree farms.
5: Now isn't that your future retirement goal to own your own Christmas tree farm?
2: I would like to, yes. Yeah. It's magical. Or just like die before I need to retire (laughs) because that's basically all you can afford.
0: If that's really your goal, I mean, I'm sure you can make it happen. You could,
5: you could, you I could guess. really have a nice spin on the Christmas tree farm, though. Advertise like probably the only Christmas tree farm run by a Jewish woman in the United States, maybe.
2: I don't know if that's well. I don't know. Like Jews are responsible for a lot of Christmas things. That's, your Christmas songs, That's true. Christmas
5: mm-hmm. movies. That's true. That's a good you point. Write half
2: your Christmas though. That's true. Maybe like I could die and they could bury me. At a farm, and I could just like make the trees.
5: <gasps> you just like, gave me my death
2: nutrients bush. for the soil. <laughs> like spread my ashes, and I could be nutrients I, I, for the soil. I
0: feel like we should probably try to be a little more upbeat <laughs> as we're crossing eight hundred thousand dead people from COVID in America. Maybe we should. Oh my gosh. Try to focus on the the positive. I'm just throwing. I don't know. I'm not a doctor.
2: Tom, um, we're going through it. Tom, let's go through it together. <laughs>
5: Starting with the cast!
0: Let's get through this. Well, we've already discussed our writer, Kevin Jacobowski, thing like that. Uh, who is from Illinois. He writes for the show Brickleberry, or wrote for the show Brickleberry. Assassination of a High School President. Play by Play. It is directed by Michael Douse, who is responsible for bringing us things like... Fubar age of the computer tv show he did a couple episodes of future man he did a few episodes of man seeking woman the foundation i would say this is probably his biggest venture yet right
5: probably although i've heard of future man and man seeking woman i watched
0: some future man it was uh what's his name josh
5: that's the one with it's guy pita from hunger games right
0: yeah, Josh, what's his name?
5: Hutcherson, Hutchinson.
0: Hutcherson, Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah. Josh H. And yet again, we are bringing in 2022 as the most under-researched podcast out there. You're welcome.
5: A- actually, we're closing off 2021 as the most under-researched podcast. I didn't
0: even research what year we're releasing this episode in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so our movie stars one, Neil Patrick Harris, a.k.a. Barney Stinson, a.k.a. Count Olaf, a.k.a. Doogie, Doogie Hauser, Doogie Hauser MD. M.D., the original.
5: A.k.a. Neil Patrick Harris in the Harold Kumar, <laughs> Kumar movies, where he plays an exaggerated version of himself.
2: Oh gosh, really? Yes. He's also in the Smurfs
5: he is in the smurfs oh, yeah. my daughter He's
2: recognized everything him, she
0: y'all said. everything in the 80s i mean like or in the 90s everything he was on roseanne he was on blossom the simpsons like, like all the things are we neil patrick harris fans
5: i don't hate him yeah i'm not a huge fan room. of his yeah. i hated his character on um
0: how i met your mother, met your mother. yeah Suit up.
5: He has a beautiful singing voice. I'll give him that. I'm surprised he never he's never done a Christmas album.
0: He has a great voice in general. He's just nice to listen to. And here is Jerry D. Hey, hey Jerry.
4: Finally, I got my Nintendo.
0: On the bright side, you haven't missed anything at all. We did a basic overview of the, sh- of the movie. We discussed the writer and director, not much to their names. And uh, we were just chiming in if we were Neil Patrick Harris fans.
4: Oh, yes, definitely.
0: Yes. Okay. Another one. Good. Uh, playing a young Jake Doyle, the the child version of Neil Patrick Harris, is Winslow <coughs> Fegley. And uh, this was my first experience with him, although he's done other things like the TV show Fastlane, Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, uh, and Nightbooks. And he's got a few other things in the hopper, but I did not know him. I am familiar with the person who plays his dad, Steve Zahn. Um, Oh, yeah. I think this may be the biggest role I've seen him in. Usually he's an ancillary just side character, right?
3: Uh, He was as big in this one as he was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid.
0: I didn't see that movie.
3: It's not great, but he plays a dad in that one as well. (laughs) Gabe loves that movie, so I've seen it more times than should be allowed by law. His career started
0: way back in 1990 on All My Children.
4: Yeah. My mom used he to was, watch that. <laughs>
5: he's probably best known for The White Lotus, which got all that acclaim on HBO. I haven't watched it, but he's a cast member on that show.
0: He was on he was did have a a role on Friends?
4: He was yeah, he did. He I knew it from that thing you do.
0: That thing you do, Amer- Liberty, The American Revolution. You've Saving got mail. Silverman? national security riding in cars with boys uh yeah he's just been in a lot of stuff i see him all the time he does voices on phineas and ferb he's on the tv show mind games he had a recurring role on modern family and mad dogs the crossing valerie of the bloom the healing powers of dude um and then he's got a few other uh things in product in various states of Production, including something called "I'm No Holiday," playing his wife,
2: June.
0: June. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we have June Diane Raphael.
4: It's actually Raphael. Raphael? how Rayfield? you feel? Yeah, that's how she pronounces it.
5: She's my favorite in the cast, just for the record. I just love her and everything she does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, she's did, funny. are you gonna watch grace and frankie i've never seen that show
5: no i, but I know she's on it she Looks terrible she is one of their daughters i don't remember if it's grace or frankie's daughter whichever one is jane fonda I
4: have she no was on idea. american dad for years and since 2011 she's been co-host of um how did this get, made? Did this get made podcast <laughs> yeah with her husband really and jason manzoukas hmm.
0: yeah she's on new girl Lady Dynamite. She was Lady Royce on the Muppets. She was on the League.
1: Oh, she Burning was on the League. Love.
0: Oh, the League. She was on an episode of Parks and Rec. She was. Yeah, on she was. too. <laughs> she was Tinnifer. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Practice, College Humor, Funny and Funny or Die. I think that's where I first saw her was on Funny or Die because, given my age and my gender, of course, I was really a big fan of Funny or Die. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) Uh, We have a couple of child actors we won't go into because I don't want to hear Anthony rail against children actors, child actors.
5: We still have to discuss the movie, so that's not going to stop me.
0: Um, And we did have a beautiful uh, small part played by David Cross, who we've covered before multiple times, but I would feel remiss if I didn't mention him as one of the actors in Hollywood I love. All right, we have discussed our histories that are non-existent, except Anthony reading a book in paradise.
1: We've gone
0: through the
2: cast and crew. That's Aruba, Tom. He was in Aruba. I just
4: wanted to let
5: you know. Hashtag one happy island. That's their hashtag. One happy island. Is it really? It is. That's their motto. It's on all their uh, welcome to Aruba signs. One happy island. It's not paradise, Tom. It's one happy island. Get it right.
2: You would know if you've ever been Tom.
5: Huh?
0: I don't like beaches and sand. I don't like, s- and I don't sun. like sand
1: either. <laughs>
0: no, not my thing. No. Me, like my ideal getaway, like I like Swiss Alps. I like I
2: wanna Antara. go to Switzerland so bad. Like Ooh, cookies. that's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's my that's my paradise. Cool. I like All right. Teachers. So the movie opens up with a child who is very obnoxiously demanding a phone, which in case you're wondering, if you don't have young children, starts at a very young age now because my five year old feels like she deserves an iPhone.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was obnoxiously demanding a phone. I guess she inherited a certain trait from her father in childhood. Anyway,
0: <laughs> you mean Doogie Hauser or what do you, what do you, what's the reference here? Oh, you mean him in this in this role?
1: <laughs> in this
4: role, yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know. The Nintendo feels less obnoxious to me than than wanting a phone.
4: I agree. Everybody wanted a Nintendo. <laughs> they did. Uh, and
0: there was, yeah. So going through going through town, he falls down. We see dad, you know, fall down when his daughter's friend is calling him her on his phone. I don't know. That's an ongoing thing that the, 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 the daughter's friends use his phone more than she he does. <laughs> um, and we're going to grandma and grandpa's house for Christmas, right? Like, that's what's happening here. We're going back. We get to their house. Don't really look for them with the unlocked door. They're not home. They do a cursory, hi, we're here, and then just go off and do their own thing, which I thought was kind of weird
1: like if the house is unlocked you should
0: look for your your parents if you go to your parents house it's unlocked the doors open they don't respond there may be a problem you should probably have a higher level of concern <laughs> at this point but nah, we're going to talk about a nintendo instead uh so we go to childhood bedroom right which
2: is still like a it's perfectly clean and b it's exactly like it was i guess when he was a child you can see the no doubt poster behind him and it's got the nintendo that is perfectly not dusty at all and still it's a little up. weird it's weird like
0: we're talking like neil patrick harris is older than all of us
2: mm-hmm. so- he's got kid old enough for an iphone he's been gone for a good 20 years
0: yeah he's been gone for over 20 years How long did y'all's parents hold out and like keep your room the same before it changed when you went away? My
2: parents changed my room before I left. Oh, that's sad.
5: Mine kept my room throughout college, but then the minute I moved out, like that summer, they changed it into my dad's office slash gym.
4: My brother got my room when I left, so. Yeah, my
2: oldest is starting to look at college and like they're. My girls are already like scoping out his
4: room. We're already deciding oh, what to do.
5: My, my sister's room is perfectly preserved. They just repainted it, but um, I mean, the golden child.
4: I was going to say Oof. that I know who they love more. <laughs>
5: no, no joke.
0: Julie and Jerry, this will make sense to y'all. Um, I was on my way to college from North Houston.
4: Okay, made it
0: to Huntsville, Texas when I found out that half of my room was already painted by my sister. She's <laughs> just rude. Yeah, she I got to Huntsville, Texas and she had already gone to the store, bought paint, moved my stuff out and had painted half of my room. Gosh.
4: Wow.
3: And let you know. How nice of and her. Le- and le- let my mom. <laughs> That's and, fast. And That's fast. Me know. Yeah.
0: That's fast. So I had no like when I came home it was all different. So my Nintendo definitely would not have been hooked up. Although I guess at that time it would have been a Sony PlayStation was not still hooked up. But then again, like I mean, the other thing is like this
5: dude probably goes home every holiday, every, every weekend to play his Nintendo. He has an
2: unhealthy obsession with this
5: Nintendo.
4: Oh, come on. Unhealthy everybody. And that was, but you gotta think if he was,
2: if this is 1988 and he was 11, that means he was born in 77. And so if this is 2021, he's in his 40s.
0: He's 44 years old. Mm-hmm. Back it's home. a mile
3: marker. It's a mile marker toy. Just like Cabbage yeah, Patch was for me. And She-Ref, for that matter.
0: Yeah. I remember getting my Nintendo. It was a pretty big deal. I,
4: but yeah, I did not hold on huge, to it because... It was a huge deal.
5: <laughs> I have mile marker toys too, but... <laughs> I don't go home and like uh, the first thing I do, but without checking on my parents to make sure they're alive and they're old age, like run up to my room where it's perfectly dusted and like plug it in and play.
3: Okay, That's look, sad. so you That's come home, you. you visit your parents and they're so close to Christmas. What's happening? You're literally running everywhere to get everything finished. That's why he doesn't stress that they're not there he's like oh the door open if it's a safe enough town in the show like this yeah you totally would because they're trying to bolster the fact that this town had that feeling in the 80s in chicago yeah well, he's in chicago though again plot device
1: not yeah. necessarily oh there really. are a lot of plot
3: holes
2: in this one there,
1: there, are. Are.
5: Oh, there are oh yes there are
0: uh but you know i was surprised um ellie five-year-old loved this movie she adores it she's watched it like yeah it's awesome it's like a great movie
4: (laughs) so 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 i get it i totally get it
0: for whatever reason this seems to be the first time he's ever shown like he's got so much love for this nintendo that is perfectly preserved and still hooked up but this is the first time he's ever shown it to his daughter and he's explaining it to her that also felt a little odd because Mm -hmm. ellie and i have already played nintendo games like first like gen one nintendo games nes um which, speaking of that, I did love the fact they keep calling out that it's not a game console. It was a full entertainment system. Heck like yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Because it comes was. On. It was awesome. It was. Uh, so they start talking, and then we get the flashback, right? We're going back to the 80s. Um, did this – so, like I said, this is, this is basically an updated version of a Christmas story, but one that I can connect to because this exactly. time I remember. Does this feel 80s to you all?
2: Yes.
4: Yes, very much so. I don't
2: so. remember the 80s and like I was born in 83, but that's not enough to form like I was 7 by the time 90s rolled around. So like we never had a Nintendo. We didn't get anything till Super Nintendo. Mm. So I don't recall what the 80s were like.
4: This totally feels 80s to me. Uh as the oldest person here, I can say that <laughs> it's it's definitely at least with my experience from the 80s, yeah, it hit all the right notes. I mean, and I was 82. I
3: but my brother was 75, so he was the one that was psyched out of his mind about getting the Nintendo. And so I got to skip ahead a little bit, right, and live a little bit through him as well.
2: So it felt very That's, 80s. My me. husband was born in 75, and so he was – He the nostalgia didn't hit him with this movie. Eh, he did I did not was, care for this movie.
0: I was 81. The thing I The thing that stuck out to me that I remembered the most – is the scene where he's playing the Nintendo in the mall because, you know, you like if you were at the store, they had the games that you could oh, yeah. play and your yes. parents would go do whatever and that was your babysitter, right? Like you were just mm-hmm. abandoned. Yeah. And you would either play it or watch the people playing. Yeah, yeah.
5: They still Before have those. Is... That was my babysitter in the 90s too with my consoles. Yeah, but nobody
0: really, I don't see them in use anymore. Like when I'm at, if I'm at Target, like they've got the game consoles, but I don't see COVID, kids man. like hovering around yeah, it. Because they have their phones, right? <laughs>
2: Not necessarily. Like, that's how my, my youngest daughter, who is now seven, when she was four, she wanted an Attendo Switch with Super Mario Odyssey. And she would go to Target every time. and I've got videos of her just playing. She's four years yeah. old. Um, you yeah. know, and that's what she got the year she turned four, or the year she was four, was a... a an a tendo switch. A tendo's tendo. tendo. And a tendo switch. Ellie and I love playing the switch. I'll, get,
5: I'll give them... I will give the movie credit for this, Tom, because you mentioned it's an updated version of a Chris's mm-hmm. story. The author himself, the writer, fully oh, acknowledges absolutely. he... It's blatant rip-off. He acknowledges he blatantly ripped off the movie. And the movie doesn't try to be anything else, nor that it's a book. So. I'll give the movie credit. It knows what it was in that regard.
0: It does. It does. So... Again, we're seeing this kid talk about the Nintendo. It's coming around. It's come out. He really wants it. There's only one in town, and it belongs to one of the worst <laughs> a child actors and b like child characters I've
5: mm-hmm. seen in a
0: really, really long time.
5: Mm-hmm. Wasn't worse than the main kid. The acting, I anyway.
0: Could not stand this kid, like the rich kid. So yeah. they go to his house, and he's like doling out what how many people can get in to come play his Nintendo. And when we first see him, he's you're not actually playing it; you get to watch him play, right? Right.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like the complete opposite of like my experience. Like you, know, before I had one, my friend, uh, well, I won't say the name, but my, one of my friends had one, and uh, yeah, we'd go over to his house and we'd all just take turns playing, or we play a two player game. I mean, it was it was awesome. So I don't know. I mean, the, other than the fact that the kid is just a terrible human being <laughs> at this point, uh, I don't know why he, you know, wouldn't let him play. Especially because some games were fun. Were fun with two players.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he did get into some with two players when he got the power glove, right?
4: Yeah, which. Yeah. Oh, the power glove. That was like super spot on.
5: <laughs> it was the power trip for him. That's why I didn't want to play. It was like everyone's right. giving him all the attention and, you know, giving them all their toys and money and everything like that. Right. Trading cards. Yeah. Like how Just to be allowed in to watch. Which
4: goes back to the terrible human being aspect. But mm-hmm. that, yeah, that whole power glove scene was like right on the money. I mean, it was <sighs> the worst. <laughs> it, was it was the absolute worst thing.
2: for the plot hole. The power glove came out. In December of 1989. This was set in 1988. <gasps> he shouldn't Good. have had a power glove. Catch. Because <laughs> my husband was like, those things were awful. Nobody wanted. To, he, he couldn't nope. understand why everybody was freaking out about the power glove. Because he's like, back in my day, nobody cared about the power glove.
4: No, when it first did care came out, them. you did. Yeah, because you did. they made it look exactly. cool. Exactly. They made it until seem like you knew it was somebody awesome. who got it. Remember, they even used it in The Wizard. You remember that movie? Oh, I, I loved Fred that movie Savage. so mm-hmm. much. Right? It's so good. Yes. But uh, everybody movie. wanted but it. But then, until yeah, you after after they it. played it a few times, then it was like, yeah, this is terrible, and <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it, it was really awful. Was.
0: But it was hyped. Like it was like mm-hmm. when you would go to the uh, when you'd go to the store and the magazines where you'd look up all the codes, you know, so you could actually beat any game on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nintendo. Every power. Every one of them had the power glove on the front. Yeah. So um, but to, to show use. how bad this kid is he gets on the intercom and wakes up his mom whom i'm assuming was in a drunken stupor by the <laughs> the, the sound of it i don't know she just seemed like an uh like a like a bottle mom
3: but he i was
5: picturing the- in my head amy polar and mean girls you know Me the mom too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that mom was like low pre- budget
2: jennifer coolidge
5: yeah she was 100 percent
2: walmart, walmart jennifer coolidge yeah couldn't afford jennifer coolidge so. so
0: he gets on the intercom and screams at his mom that he wants pop tart and he asks everybody around him who all wants pop tarts of course everybody raises their hand everybody wants the mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the sugar red 40 delicious awesome pop tarts <laughs> and she's like how many do you? how many do you want and he says one, so he's literally <laughs> gonna make all these kids watching me to pop tart. Also, feels terrible because when you open the pop tarts and you only
3: take one, the other one gets stale. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Come in twos for a he's reason. He's a monster. Like pop tarts were a big deal in the eighties.
2: I remember that we, being like we didn't have them because we were no very poor. So. Yeah, like so like, I buy them. That's, well. that's why we didn't have Nintendo. That's why we didn't have pop tarts. Right, but
3: in the eighties. It was one of those things where you're out for a special occasion and your parents are like, okay, you get to pick something out. And it's like, Pop-Tart. I'm like, oh, crap. A Pop-Tarts? Yeah, I'm getting that box of three packages of Pop-Tarts and I'm going to love that for three <laughs> solid days and then it'll be gone. <laughs> like, that was so funny and real yeah. to me because when they were like, he has the best snacks around and then he talks about Pop-Tarts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that felt real. Yeah. That felt real. But I was with you april i was longing for those pop tarts
2: i'm going to get the brown sugar and cinnamon ones at my aunt's house over the summer in new jersey and that was my only taste of pop tarts we ever got until i was (laughs) 13 Mm.
4: (laughs) yeah I, i liked the s'mores ones those ones were good
2: i
0: was all about the strawberry
4: those are good too. Yeah,
0: strawberry and blueberry. I think we're all good. I like them
4: mm-hmm. all.
2: Are there? Is, is there a bad Pop Tart out there? I don't. We had one? I don't care for the fruit ones. I like like the chocolate ones or the s'mores ones. What do you think of the pumpkin pie ones?
4: There's a pumpkin no. pie one.
0: There's a pumpkin pie Pop Tart.
4: <laughs> Cheery- I think there I was a, like a sugar
0: cookie <laughs> one they
2: came out with as well, and that was not also. Not
0: at my, good. at one of the places I used to work, there was an ongoing feud with everybody: Pop Tarts versus toaster strudels.
4: Toaster strudels. Why, why no, not both? Really?
0: I
1: prefer toaster strudels myself. <laughs> I do too. Toaster strudels, will, <laughs> will you, yeah, strudels you are to good.
0: Put the, you get to put your own topping <laughs> <laughs> on. You don't need somebody else to do it for you. And it's soft <laughs> and warm and melty. As opposed to like, no matter how hard, hot you get that Pop-Tart, you'll burn it. And that frosting is still raw. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
4: it's got uh, Clark Griswold's uh, crunch enhancer is uh, a <laughs> non-nutritive cereal, cereal varnish. varnish yeah <laughs> i don't like either
0: anthony you don't like either
5: i don't like either the only pop tart i kind of like is a cookie and cream one huh. and i will eat a frozen not heated up frozen
3: frozen, frozen pop tart
5: mm-hmm.
3: my teeth hurt i wanted to try that That sounds, sounds good, good.
5: it's good it is good i'm
3: gonna have to try that <laughs>
4: On his face.
5: <laughs> Julia, I didn't lead you wrong with the last food recommendation I gave
3: you. No, you didn't. So I will absolutely try frozen pop tart. I rather mm-hmm.
0: enjoy leading people astray on food recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I had a friend who wasn't feeling well. Convinced her and a bunch of other people that when you don't feel well, you should put Dr Pepper in the microwave.
1: <laughs> Dr.
4: Oh, Pepper, nice. oh man.
1: <laughs> it's terrible
0: okay so we're talking about a movie though right Isn't that what we're doing not just all looking at our late night uh uh cravings right now okay so uh the kid decides he wants to get a nintendo for christmas does a great job of weaseling both of his parents to agree <laughs> except his mom doesn't remember but like the way he did it, like he's like, if, if I can get my mom doing three things at once, she'll agree to anything in the world. <laughs> so how does he do this? He takes a sweater that he's got that he's supposed to keep for years because apparently like they bought it big so that he could wear it for multiple winters. Yeah, And that, covers that it in home. ketchup.
4: Yep. <laughs> that was a
0: lot more than one packet of ketchup.
5: <laughs> I, th- I thought this kid was an obnoxious brat the whole time. I didn't want him to get his Nintendo in the end. We'll get there, though. <laughs>
0: Uh, So mom washes his sweater. She's got other things. She's doing baking for baking cookies to give to people. And he asks her about a Nintendo and she says he can get it. Then he's helping his dad work on, you know, his dad is a, is he supposed to be a good carpenter? Bad carpentry. I think he just,
5: he's just supposed to be one of these people who starts a million projects without finishing. Yeah, he's which, just like a DIY Which or. is true to life because Sarah's dad is really good like carpentry. He had his own business and everything. But like the house is full of unfinished stuff. He starts. It drives my mother in law crazy. So that reminded me of my <laughs> father-in-law. <laughs> Gets him to agree to let him have a Nintendo, but then
0: his friend with the power glove almost killed his dog by smashing him into the TV and breaking his legs.
5: In the book, he did kill it. Uh, it was darker in the book. Well,
0: you can tell from the story that it was supposed to be a dead dog. And mm, then yeah. Somehow yeah. trying to make it more family friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because he tells his daughter that the dog died, and then suddenly the dog's back. When I was
5: watching this with Sarah, I I immediately said, I can't believe they actually killed the dog. I thought for sure they were going to family-friendly this stuff. And then, of course, two scenes later, the dog has a neck brace. I was like, of course.
0: (laughs) He smashes the TV and ends up hurting the dog. And now his parents, instead of accepting the fact that they've raised a horrible monster of a human-being child, the problem is video games.
4: Well, it's...
5: And all I could think to myself was, "Blame Canada, blame Canada."
4: <laughs> See, now that actually is also pretty accurate. So, in nineteen eighty-eight, um, twenty twenty, did a piece on Nintendo, and a lot of it was on you know some of the games that, that were hard, uh, were, were unavailable. Some of it was, bla- you know, asking if if the uh, the game shortage was like a tactic by the companies, but uh, there was also part of that special. It's like I think sixteen minutes long or something. Part of that a report was also on whether or not video games are bad for children and, and they're, you know, if it messes with their minds and stuff like that or causes violent tendencies. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, that like, I mean, that's, that's still
5: ongoing nowadays too.
4: Nowadays (laughs) they're like ridiculously violent and, (laughs) you know, looking at you, Grand Theft Auto but
5: uh hey, i love
3: that
4: game.
2: but i think this movie does a, a very good job of pointing out that like the kid is obnoxious because of his parents but yes. his parents are you know how many cases where that's actually the fact where you have a kid who's not obnox- and they blame something like video games exactly. or the music they yeah. listen to and it's just really crappy parenting
1: mm-hmm. so i always <laughs> sided
0: with the. i always sided with the marilyn manson approach Back in you know after Columbine, we were talking about how we can't blame games, we can't blame television and media for these problems. Um, and I used to believe that until I saw what Fox News has done to America over the mm. last decade. And uh, now, the same people who were concerned about what video games were doing to my brain are destroying the world.
2: Word.
5: Copy and paste.
2: Or as the uh, as the college kids say, bet. Bet. Bet, bet. Instead of okay, if like you're agreeing with somebody, apparently say bet. Instead of okay, you say bet. I get that one.
5: I had to Google it. Interesting.
2: (laughs) Bet.
0: All right, we are now sounding older and older as you are recalling. In my day, thirty years ago, as the kids today say. This is on fleek. No, I'm just. Kidding. No, no, they don't say that anymore. <laughs> so I don't think they ever actually.
5: So did. while while this he, he is obsessing over getting this Nintendo, his sister is going for the other craze, which is the Cabbage Patch doll or Strawberry, the Cabbage Patch doll. And while the parents won't give him the time of day for his toy, it's like let's bend over backwards to get our daughter exactly what she wants because we have a clear favorite in this did film. Quite
2: that, right, that like they the bought it out, it out of the, the back there. of a car from a scalper for seventy dollars. But your kid can't have a video game, like.
5: What? Yeah,
4: well, he does He's say broken. that you know it's. Uh, she's pretty terrible when she doesn't get her way, which again goes back to bad it's So much character. worse. But, but, yeah, I know. I'm I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying I, I get why they're bending over backwards for that one instead of the other one.
3: I mean, did that bother you in A well, Christmas Story when they clearly like the little one more than they like Ralphie?
2: But not like,
1: n- but not to the point. Didn't. Like he, he got didn't, I mean, exactly yeah, he what didn't he wanted at the end, for, like
2: something ridiculous, like Ralphie did, and then get it in the end. You know, he had he got a bunch of toys, but like he wasn't clearly favored. Like you see how like she, he was definitely like he wasn't favored. asking for
5: one thing, like Ralphie not, was not. The whole, no, he wasn't. So
3: when they're sitting at the table and one of them has so a blind mommy, like, the table piece. manners yeah.
2: and the other one doesn't, and they. So, I, I've i kind of, like, when you're a parent of multiples and you have kids who are a little more challenging, like, you, you learn to kind of, like, I have, my 12-year-old has ADHD, and we used to try and rule with the iron fist, but I've learned that it doesn't work, and you kind of have to work around and be creative mm-hmm. to get her to cooperate, so it's kind of a show mommy how the piggies eat with her, you know, that's... It, it might not look. It might look, and and I know, like my other kids will be like, but Maddie, you know, you know, she gets this or she gets like, no, she gets a different approach because she's wired differently. Otherwise, she melts down. Like I still get the same end result, but I have to approach it differently. If that makes hmm. sense. So that's what I took in a Christmas story. She's not babying him. She's just taking a different approach to keep the peace, kind of thing.
5: And the father didn't condone that. The mother did. The father. Gets disgusted with that as I am watching that scene. That scene is one I always skip through. (laughs) I always hit the thirty second skip there in that one because that one (laughs) makes me so uncomfortable. (laughs) Especially when he starts snorting like the pig. Not even when he's just (laughs) eating it. (laughs) When he starts snorting like the pig, I have that same (laughs) (laughs) experience. So, but no, it bothered me. Especially to the point he bought $70 Cabbage Patch Kids without the clothes. Why buy
0: the clothes? Ew. I thought my <laughs> sister was just a weirdo because none of her dolls or toys or Barbies had clothes on them. I thought that was like a weird thing. Now, Ellie, I go into her room and I'm like, why, don't your, why
3: doesn't anybody have any clothes
0: on?
1: Oh, they
3: would uh, Those in. initial Cabbage Patches did not come with an extra change of clothes. Not all of them. Some of them did. Not all of them. Mine came with the thing it was wearing and that's it. And my mom bought it during the craze. All that stuff. So, not all of them came with a whole extra outfit. She didn't have her box. She didn't have her certificate. No, that's true. Like, she, she didn't have any of that, but, like. This
5: one didn't even have the outfit, though. It was just,
0: the was naked just a naked thing with a.
5: It was oh, just that's naked. right. That's
3: why they put the.
5: That's why he put this t-shirt shirt on it at it? the end. Yeah.
3: Did y'all see
0: the, did y'all see the Rocks TV show Christmas special?
5: No, but I heard it was actually pretty good.
0: It's really good. He wanted a cabbage patch doll and his kid, his parents got him a radish kid, and <laughs> radish kid. It's just as good as the cabbage. <laughs> That's what I remember being a kid. The always getting the the off brand.
4: Yeah, and there was a lot of that in good. the 80s. There was a there's a lot of that a today.
0: Lot. Amazon, I mean, everything is an off- there's an off brand for everything. So, uh, yeah, he goes with his. He actually goes with his dad to meet some guy under a bridge to buy a Cabbage Patch doll, and uh, loses his focus. His sister made a deal. His sister was helping him. His sister, like his 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 dollar store Boy Scout troop was selling wreaths, and his sister's like, "Hey, old people buy things from kids. Go to the retirement community, get them all in one place." Smart. And in return, he had to help her get her Cabbage Patch doll. It was supposed to be a redheaded doll. He lets his dad pick up the blonde Cabbage Patch doll. And I'm expecting this to be a huge problem. But the sister proves herself to be a really decent child at the end.
5: The sister proves she's smarter and more mature than her brother the whole movie. Who knew? So,
0: yeah. He's selling Reese. He ends up winning. And the big prize is going to be a Nintendo, right? So we're at the unveiling ceremony where they're going to give all these awards to kids. And they announce second place. And it's a, a boy who cheated with his sister to raise enough Reese. And he gets a globe, not excited. And our star, our protagonist, is announced as the big winner. And the box for the Nintendo looks huge, so he's thinking what all it must come with. But it must
5: come with a power glove, tons of games. He's like thinking it comes with everything.
0: But the video game scare craze hit the dollar store boy, dollar store Boy Scouts as well, and instead we get a whole box of encyclopedias <laughs> and he's depressed i will say th-
2: it's beyond depressed like they like it's violent they mm-hmm. choose violence
5: i i would too if i if they had promised me and i was out there busting my butt like trying to win this nintendo and then i get pulled like on stage for first prize people. yeah like no that's like <laughs> i was a hundred percent with the kids in this moment in the film <laughs> I would have been pissed too.
0: Alright, so this this is our, our second attempt to get the Nintendo that fails. Then we decide that if we pull all of our money together, all of our friends, we're going on a field trip outside of our little suburb of Chicago where they still send Nintendos. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. let's pull our money, we'll create a one of the kids is allergic to spaghetti so they feed him a bunch of spaghetti so he will throw up all over the teacher and that was nasty
4: it was very uh, nasty was I, no, I
1: hated like that the
0: gross factor but this is the distraction they need so he can go buy go in the store and buy the nintendo right
1: mm-hmm.
3: well the way they pull their money is also so 80s right because one they're at a roller rink which I had at least four birthdays at a roller rink. Yeah, and if it wasn't there for a birthday party, I was just there because it was the weekend. And that was where you hung out. And it was amazing and Every awesome. Every Friday
2: night. Yes. Couple skating.
3: Obviously. Yes. And so the other thing, the twins have a Christmas birthday. I mean, they're like a week out from Christmas here, which was funny because Marty had just walked in from running Hannah on an errand into a movie with no history whatsoever on it. And he walks in and it's a birthday party at a skating rink. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, I loved birthday parties at skating rinks. And he's like, birthday parties sucked for me growing up because my birthday is a week from Christmas. And then the two twins start saying, we get chipped on the gifts. And it was hilarious. But because they get they get one gift between the two. Of them I know says, to share, and what are and they? Merry Christmas! They're baseball cards, and so they start looking through their baseball cards. Which I didn't do it with baseball cards, but I did it with the other cards that I collected. I collected all the TGIF cards because I was not a sports ball fan, but like I had all those TGIF cards and garbage pail cards
2: Heck i still yeah. have my hockey card collection right from the mid 90s yeah, oh, yeah. and thing the thing that made
4: me laugh the hardest cards gremlins cards. there you go there you simpsons go.
2: Go. cards that
3: smelled like barf <laughs> oh my gosh they did <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: oh uh, that was like 96 though that was later down the line well
3: yeah like the ggif ones were in the 90s as well but the best part about that whole baseball card thing was the kid that wants a piece of gum and he bites into it and almost breaks his tooth off because, yep, <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> that, yeah, it was good gum. I still have that,
4: was... that chalky taste in my mouth there. <laughs> right,
3: right, but what starts Every time the I whole
4: think
1: about
3: it. the pool the money thing is they find the Ripkin one of the Ripken error cards that says. F face on the end of the thing, which, by the way, is a real thing. And so that sparks the interest where we can sell some of these cards and make some quick money to get a Nintendo. And if we get one, we can all play it. We won't have to deal with this tyrant anymore. So that's what they do. And you see a tiny little scene where they're all pooling their money and they cash out.
5: I do appreciate one change they made from the book. The twins are both boys in the book. There was no major girl character except for the sister, so I appreciated that.
3: Oh, that's a good change. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good
1: change.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, So they pull their money. They've got a plan going on. Every kid's got a job. Felt very, there were some Goonies aspects in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: There was a lot A
3: Sandlot feels (laughs) if you want to jump ahead to the 90s and look back. like There was definitely some of that as well um but the plan is officially in action they're going to the big city um they've got the diversion with the puking kid which we told gabe to leave the room because he could not have handled that i thought it was <laughs> funny and i hate typically hate stuff like that but um and our main character is the one that actually does the action so he's got his duffel bag he runs into the mall
5: because he he went to the mall the yeah, weekend so before with his out. parents where yeah. he nearly lost it where he did lose his sister because yeah. he got so obsessed with playing and he's got to confront the
2: bully on the bus
3: uh, yes he does just like scott fargus mm-hmm. little young bill hater prompts him to that kid looks just like a. Little oh my bill god Hader, i can
5: see that now that, that you said that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah he stands up to the bully other 80s. Not just 80s, but you see it a lot in the 80s.
1: hmm
3: And he makes it into the mall. He knows where he's going, but who's blocking his way? Parents with picket line. And it's the obnoxious kid's mom, and it is one of the other kids in his actual core group of friends' mom as well. So they get mm-hmm. the lying kid, who I thought was very funny, um, to get him away from the toy store and he makes a fake phone call and he keeps them talking and he's able to buy the Nintendo. He throws in the duffel bag, but he's running out of time because his friend is drying up, as they like to say. He has got like nine good minutes of puking and those nine minutes are almost (laughs) up. So he... He throws the Nintendo in his bag. He is hauling it through the mall. Also loved the call-out to a mall in the 80s. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Yes.
4: Mm -hmm. That was reality. That was like it. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Okay. Speaking of malls, we talk about this a lot. This comes up a lot that malls are dead, right? Um, All of the mall stores now have freestanding stores. Like the big staples in the mall are no longer in the mall. Like, all there are like freestanding Claire's.
3: I didn't and know about bath and Body Works. Like, how long know. have you not, I did not bath known this?
1: Body
2: Works. I knew about Bath and Body Works, but everything else I've seen in the malls because I've visited malls recently. Yeah, yeah I've no, seen but like those. they're they're
0: outside of the mall too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Bath and Body Works. Like you can go do curbside pickup at Bath and Body Works now.
2: Yeah, well, we've got a Bath and Body Works standalone in my town, and I, to I didn't know this. I just learned this. <laughs> To a mall on friday to get that uh oh, nice. that clark griswold pop that just came out yeah you the know, malls around store? here
5: don't seem the stores and the malls around here don't seem dead around this time of year the mm-hmm. rest of the year they no. do mm-hmm. this time of year you can't get parking anywhere so
3: anywhere. the great gun on the mantelpiece that starts at the very beginning of the movie with an icy patch on the ground is brought back for like the fourth time i think by this point it's about the fourth time and so he's running out of the molly is so close to getting on that bus. And what happens? He slips on the icy patch. Nintendo goes flying, lands in the road, and gets obliterated by a bus. And then I love that additionally it explodes afterwards as well. Because it is being told through the voice of however old this kid is. Okay. So they're devastated, obviously, (laughs) and um, that leaves one last thing. Hope and pray that they get it for Christmas, that somebody
4: gets it for Christmas.
5: And he thinks he does when he goes down and sees a giant box. (laughs) What <laughs> turns out to be light bright <laughs> from,
4: Jap- from Japan. Yeah, that's yeah, why he's freaking like love my light Japanese light bright. Japanese
5: light bright. yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's the the uncle. Yeah, the uncle that lives and works in Japan and is never around. That was really thrown in last minute. I was like,
2: that was never. Not- I feel like that wasn't like this is how we're going to differentiate ourselves to- from Christmas Story because they they think that you're going to go the the secret the secret package that looks just like that just like they did in a christmas story and he finally gets it and it's a light bright it's right. like that's a little yeah. swerve to make you know it's somewhat different well
1: the that's the uncle is a bigger character actually... in the book
3: okay the, oh, yeah, okay really? well that's good so
5: there was a whole plan in the book to appeal to his rich uncle right. about getting the nintendo cuz oh, he right. knows his cousins had it He got it for his cousins because they lived in a different town. Okay. So there's this whole appeal. Yeah.
3: I could have used a few lines of filling that out. Like just voiceover. Like, yeah, like two
5: sentences. Yeah. Or have
3: mom on the phone with him, you know, as one sided conversation we hear, but we at least get context because that felt like an afterthought. Um, So you're right. This is is where it veers because. We obviously know the sister gets her cabbage patch and she's very grateful for it. It's a nice moment between her and her brother. Um, Mm quasi-linus moment a little bit. We're building towards it. Um we're getting there. Uh, so this is where it veers from a Christmas story, in my opinion, in the most wonderful way possible, because it actually gives this movie heart where Christmas story has zero. That's
1: just (laughs) I agree. So so
3: here's where we veer. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) I understand. I I know that's not the popular opinion in general, but Jerry's on my side.
4: Um, A million percent. Okay. All right.
3: So here's where we go. We've got Christmas is over. He's called every friend. And the only friend that said that he got it is the one that is a habitual liar. So we know he doesn't have it either. (laughs) Ain't nobody got a Nintendo. (laughs) So they're headed to Wisconsin. I missed whose family is in Wisconsin, but they're headed to Wisconsin. And because the dad hates traffic, they're driving at night, which also made me laugh because that's my brother. (laughs) Um, They're all packed up and dad does one last, there's a ton of poop back there and you haven't cleaned it up. And I'm sure all of us at this point know (laughs) there's something special in the backyard, Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the kid's like, are you serious now? We're about to leave. And he's like, just go do it. And so he heads out in the backyard to scoop some poop. And what does he see? But a tree house that his dad had built overnight, by the way, like very impressive.
2: I don't think it was overnight. I think it was. Do you was think that's why he said not to cause...
3: scoop the poop behind the? Yeah, shed? like earlier
2: in the movie okay. when he had yeah. to sc- had to go back and scoop poop, he was like, "Don't
3: get the stuff behind." Oh well, the yeah, bed. and he, he wanted him to, to varnish those yeah. things too. That's right. Okay, it wasn't overnight. He just finished it overnight. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, "Dang, he's good <clears throat> and fast and quiet." Uh, so he built a treehouse. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she did not say no. Um. So the son sees the treehouse, and earlier in the movie, I don't think we covered it. The dad, because these parents, our parents in the eighties think that video games are a total waste of time. This is before we even get to the whole video games are toxic or whatever. It's more like, why don't you want to be outside? (laughs) Being outside Mm -hmm. is the place to be. Um, And my parents are still like that. So he had told him, you know, I had this fort, we would build forts, we would work on it all summer as a... Kid group as a friend group, and it was so cool. And it doesn't hit with the kid until this moment. And so he climbs up in the treehouse, and it's magical, it's got lights all around it, and it's so cool. And he's genuinely excited about it genuinely excited. And mm-hmm. this part of the movie does a very cool side by side with grown up Doogie Hauser and young Doogie Hauser. Uh, side by side, right? Some splicing going on where he's talking to his daughter at the same time, young Doogie Howser is talking to his father and they kick back and forth. And it's a very nice effect. I liked it a lot. Um, And what we learn is there's something more important about Christmas and about family. And it's not about the things you buy in the store. It's about the people that are around you. So this is our Linus moment for sure. Um, And when we hop back into the present, because it does it a lot in this little area uh, Doogie Hauser's daughter is like, so you have a Nintendo clearly. Where is it? Was it in the treehouse? And he explains to her in our second minus moment with her. No, it wasn't. I had to work for it. And here's what was most important about it. So earlier in the movie, and I don't know if it was taking all the same way it was taking me, um, when Doogie Hauser and daughter are walking to grandma's house, she makes a little comment where. I know Christmas mm-hmm. is going to be different this year. Different, but I think it could still be good. So I thought divorced. Who else thought divorced? I thought the dad. I was thought dead. the dad was dead. I, th- yeah, I, I thought, I, th- thought dead. I saw that a mile away. I did I grew not up see on that Disney.
0: coming parents always die. Well,
3: so that's funny because Marty walked in late when they found when you find out the father, the dad is dead. It's the first Christmas without dad. You don't actually see that and get it confirmed until the very, very, very end by an empty place setting
2: at the table. Because when he walks into the house at the beginning, he calls for his mom. So you know his mom's not dead. Right. I, he, I didn't like calls out to see if she's home. So I was like that, you know, when she had said something about it being different, I'm like, okay, dad's dead.
3: See, I didn't immediately call dead parent. I thought he was divorced. And so when his wife was there, I was like, hmm. But interesting. They are taking a page out of the Disney book. Um, But that's the movie. It's a nice heartfelt moment at the very end when dad is gone, but they're reminiscing on who dad was. And you pan out on the treehouse and that's it. That's it. That's the end. Thoughts. Quotes. Overall feelings.
2: You want Um, me to start dying on my a Christmas story is a better movie, Hill? Well yeah, so let's talk about that. Since it is (laughs) since it is a clear copy
3: with Mm -hmm. with an 80s flair. Let's talk about it. What's the better telling of a Christmas story?
4: A Christmas story. A
0: Christmas
4: story. This.
3: This. Okay, so April, why is the
2: original Christmas story better? because it's the original like that was the idea to begin with and i know you you had mentioned like there's no redeeming linus moment in a christmas story but there is like when the father goes you know kind of goes behind the mother's back you gotta understand like back in the 40s and 50s masculinity was a a certain thing you know fathers didn't take an active role with you you know really connecting with their kids they were the providers and so for him to like step out and get him get his son the gift that he knew he wanted to see him happy you saw the joy in him that his son felt and it was like a connection and a sweet moment so I feel like you know it wasn't sappy in terms of the treehouse but it was also set at a different time Mm -hmm. when sappy stuff like that didn't necessarily happen so you know the original is is going to be better for me I don't I also don't have the nostalgia that I think like is hitting on some people um like I don't remember the 80s i don't re- remember the nintendo craze um so it's not it, it doesn't hit me like that but i was talking to my husband and my husband hates a christmas story like with a passion um he, he ignores it when i turn it on for the 24 hours and even he liked a christmas story better than this well.
3: Okay. in my defense i never said a christmas story didn't have a linus moment and of all the scenes in A Christmas Story, that moment at the end is my favorite. I just said I didn't believe the Linus moment as much as all.
5: I think A Christmas Story served its main character better by setting him younger than they had this kid. Because where I could write off Ralphie's one-minded thing, because he was in younger age in school than this kid, was clearly like, what, first year of middle school. Like that, he just came across as selfish as obnoxious to me. Compared to Ralphie, where I was like, oh, well, that's a kid being a kid. If that makes sense. Because he was a younger child. Mm-hmm. On top of that, April, to go back to what you said you said about the masculinity thing with the dad and a Christmas story and everything. Yes, yeah, so that was the stereotype back then. But even despite that, dad still goes to the parade he still goes christmas shopping he's still singing carols in the car with them getting the tree with them whereas this dad turn off the christmas music do i have to go shopping i don't want to do it i did not like this dad in this film and the old man wasn't perfect at all which is why that ending works so hard because like oh wow he was the one who came through for his kid in the end but i felt like he was a more consistent like father throughout than this dad was i didn't like this dad at all It comes down to that relationship for me in the end, ultimately. Why I prefer Christmas Story because that relationship worked a lot more for me in that one than this one. And I'll say right now, the scene in the treehouse at the end is great, but that's what saved the movie for me from going to okay from being just downright bad. I didn't enjoy this movie. The vomit humor, just the obnoxious child. like It was a treehouse between the dad and the son at the end. I really liked that. was a sweet moment. But that's what saved it from being made an okay movie for me. But I won't go out of my way to watch this again.
2: I appreciate Anthony's consistency in all this. Like, Anthony hates Noel because it was too much like Elf. Anthony hates Eight Bit Christmas because it was too much like A Christmas Story. So at least he's consistent.
5: (laughs) I am consistent. I don't think... I am. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Have I ever liked a remake more? I don't think I have. A remake, I say remake yeah, in quotes. Yeah, you have Miracle, Miracle on 34th
0: Street. Miracle 34th Street.
5: Ah, uh, the outlier. So one, <laughs> but
1: that's not necessarily. Wait, 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 wait. That's
2: a remake and not a.
5: And not like, an adaptation, not, not a retelling. Ad-
2: right, right, right. Like well, this, it remake, tries so, to be
1: different. I
5: mean, just uh, use there. the wrong word. Yeah, this Noel and this <laughs> are different, but the same. Miracle on thirty first street with the same loop. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Not you, Jerry. I'm not talking to you. Wait, I wasn't talking to you.
0: I'm looking at my Linus snow globe. I'm trying to find a happy place
1: right now. <laughs> I don't know. This maybe it's because I it. don't
4: I don't have nostalgia for a Christmas story. Because um, I only really saw it in full for the first time last year in preparation for that episode. Mm-hmm. So to me, there are just so many more terrible things about it than this one. So like that whole mall santa scene that like drops it down like a ton of points for me cuz it's just ridiculously awful like if i saw a santa like that i probably would stop believing in santa <laughs> you know if if i met a santa like that don't you, don't you think i mean i would take the vomit scene i would take the vomit scene over that santa i would too a, a million t- yeah and you've but, seen
2: so many pictures online of kids just melting Or even nowadays, like, where you you sit your kid on on Santa's lap and they just lose their mind. They're, like, freaking out. Like, I've got a picture, I think, of my son, and he's, like, reaching for me and hysterical because he's terrified. And it was a normal Santa.
5: I would go back, Jerry, to what you said about um, or no, was it Julia? One of you had said that with the explosion, when the thing exploded in the street, Nintendo exploded in the street, I think it was Julia, it's told from the kid's point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, you can make that same argument with the Christmas story, right? Santa wasn't necessarily that like that, it was told from his point of view, where he was intimidated, he was rejected this whole movie. But I get what you're saying about the nostalgia, though, Jerry, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'll agree with April, like, I don't have nostalgia for the 80s, right? but... I didn't have nostalgia for a Christmas story either. The first time I saw a clip of a Christmas story as a kid was him pulling out the leg lamp from the box. And I was like, oh my God, there's a severed leg in a Christmas movie. I didn't realize it was a lamp. And I changed the channel because they had the creepy music and everything. I was like, what is this? And it wasn't until I got older and watched it in full. And I actually appreciate it more the older I get. And I think it's because of that old man. See, son me, relationship.
4: I, I never bought that relationship between the old man and Ralphie. I never did. I actually found the relationship here to be much more believable. You know, the grumpy dad, and I don't know. My dad wasn't really grumpy, but I just I see but like that just rings more true to me than the the dad that just you know is completely oblivious to his son and mm-hmm. you know just cusses but randomly. That, but and, that's the
5: lesson of that movie. He wasn't oblivious to his son. He was the only one who listened. Yeah, end. and, and I,
4: I understand that, I, I do, but I just but, felt like like in this in this particular version that um, I just felt like his, you know, when he created the, the treehouse for his son, I felt like that felt a little more authentic.
3: Yep, I felt that same way. I
0: agree. 100%.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the problem I have with the treehouse is it makes no sense that he could build an entire treehouse in the sun not notice. That's mm-hmm. true, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if that's our problem, I mean, no.
2: Well, the son has a pretty one track mind. Like, he's, right. he's focused. And like, he loses his sister to the talking video game.
5: I want to blame the actor, and I don't know if it's the actor, the bad acting, or the writing, but this kid just grated on me the entire
4: time. <laughs> you just have a problem you think with the actors because. I think Anthony
2: just I didn't even like, I, I thought he was fine. I like, thought he was fine too. I needed this kid. It's and totally like was, if, and this kid. if
5: this was my kid, I wouldn't give him the Nintendo. Like I said I was rooting against it the whole time. But at the same time, I wouldn't have I'd either have gotten both my kids what they wanted or neither of them what they wanted. You that bothered that, me a lot in this movie.
0: I would definitely have a favorite and that's the one getting it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: i'm not gonna lie so you liked eight bit better tom um how much of that is because you don't have nostalgia with the first one or what i just when we covered that movie i talked about how much i really did not like it
0: like i just i really 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 did not like a christmas story i stand by it uh, I bonded with a person at my new job over the fact that they hate A Christmas Story and think it's the worst Christmas movie that they've ever seen.
2: So you found somebody else as miserable as you are. We found there are a lot of us.
0: There are a lot of us.
2: There are. <laughs> well, the nowadays I would imagine.
0: And so. I think if we're going through who's who's miserable based on their their hatred of, of movies. And the visceral reaction—I think Anthony has me beat. When Anthony likes dislikes something, he gets much more visceral.
5: I—I—I I, I was I, not visceral at all.
4: I think uh, Ernest but you didn't saves say you Christmas hated this comes to, to mind.
1: Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest saves
2: Christmas. Jerry, Jerry had said that, and I was like, "Yeah, Ernest.
3: <laughs>
1: Dave, I remember yeah, no, that, that one." Was, Anthony was violent. He like, was, yeah.
2: <laughs> Like, I not would, just well, against he, the movie, but, like, Ernest himself. Like, you yeah. were ready to, like, burn his house to the ground and kidnap his children. I had Anthony's phone
0: number pulled up in case he had a, a heart attack or a stroke so he could call 911. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: brain aneurysm because he hates Jim Barney. <laughs>
0: Should I go through all the good things he did for people? We,
1: we went over all of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, you did.
0: Yeah, sure we did. I, sure I'm did. Saying, Should we do it again?
4: <laughs> I no. I think we're
0: okay. <laughs> I wish viewers could see Anthony's response right now.
4: <laughs> He's trying to go to his happy place. By the way, hey. digging the beard again.
3: Yeah, I mean it's no it's no secret that I don't like a Christmas story, and I do like this one. Um, I. The dad, to me, was better in this one than A Christmas Mm -hmm. Story. I resonated with it more because Steve Zahn's dad in this one is obsessed with his kids being responsible, right? Like- you have this job, do your job, like be responsible. And can I tell you how many times I heard my dad say that to my brother in the eighties and even beyond. Um, so that I resonated like that's with my husband now. Yeah. I liked
0: that. I resonate with that too. Um, and yeah. I like it a lot, Julie. I'm glad you bring that up because that is why I have had a 401k at every job I've been at since I was 15 years old. <laughs> be responsible. <laughs> that is going to be the difference between my retirement and not. It's my dad always lecturing me about,
3: Responsibility.
5: <laughs> um, I mean, that was a theme in a Christmas story too.
3: I didn't get that in a Christmas story. My I also mother, appreciated yeah. a mom that wasn't a complete idiot and pushover. Um, I liked that she was a working mother. That felt very 80s as well. <laughs> um, she
5: wasn't was a 40. complete idiot or pushover.
2: She. It, this was the same. It, it was not Christmas story. Was 40s and 50s housewives were a thing. Idiots much, and pushovers and oh, 40s just and like the, the 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 submissive like. <laughs> The submissive woman, the submissive wife—you
5: know—who rebelled against her husband and purposely broke, broke his like, lamp, and then lied for to cover for her son when he broke the glasses because her husband lectured him on responsibility and money and how it costs money to lose its glass every time he loses glasses. I, now they don't have the money.
3: I have grandparents. I'm saying it. I'm just saying aunts, it's, it's their Housewives, she broke it on purpose, and mothers in the 40s and <laughs> 50s and they were not a holes like the people in a Christmas story. So. Um, I'm having so much fun listening to this right now. (laughs) Anyway, but again, I remember (laughs) the 80s. I lived the 80s in my own little way, the portion of it that I had. And I continued to live it in my brother because he would tell me stories about the 80s. And he fed me the 80s music. And he was wrapped up in the Nintendo's craze along with Mm -hmm. all of his friends in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And they rode their bikes everywhere. And so all of this was like absolutely real life. I could absolutely connect with all
4: of this. Mm -hmm. I think why I like this one better is it uh, a Christmas story seems very vignette-y. Like there's a lot of these little like just vignettes, you know, that and then it's just kind of mashed together to make one big plot. Whereas this one, at least to me felt more cohesive as like a story.
3: Yeah. Well, and it also borrowed from other eighties movies I love or eighties and eighties adjacent movies I love. The dad's telling the daughter a story felt very Princess and the Bride, uh, Princess Bride. Uh, the mm-hmm. Sandlot, the kids working together towards the goal felt like the Sandlot. Um, and I love all of those things. So it's hard for me to not also love anything that looks like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I liked it more. And I really liked it. So how are we going to rank it?
5: 2.25. What? I liked last Christmas more. I gave last Christmas a 2.5.
2: Holy! Wait, last Christmas as in I gave you my heart? Yeah, that one. As
5: in literally giving you your heart. (laughs) Right.
2: That's the heart you're
5: giving (laughs) him? That's That's the heart? That's the North Pole? I'll give
4: it a three. I'm going to go with, uh, well, now I have to just count it higher so I can counter Anthony. So I'm going to go with a nine and a half.
3: Nice. I'm going to come in at an 8. Yeah, I was going to do an 8 as well.
5: That gives us a 6.83. 6.083. So so that puts it between The Nightmare Before Christmas and The Family Stone at 40.
0: I (laughs) I like it. I I can
2: confidently say I'll probably never watch this again.
5: Wow, <laughs> April! I can confidently say I'll watch Noel and Arthur Christmas before
2: this. Oh, nice, I told you. you're finally getting some taste, Anthony.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I am curious to see what the listeners think of this, though, because there's been loads of talk about Boy Called Christmas, not as much talk about this. So where I can't can wait to
0: do? I can't wait until we do a Boy Called Christmas. I'm just going to say I don't even know what that, that is. That's a solid ten for me. I
2: have to watch that. I read the book, but. <laughs>
5: I read the book too. The movie the I better. think I think the movie's better, April. I'm read the so. book yeah.
0: now. Movie's better.
5: Tom, where can people let us know about all this stuff? Or Julia?
0: Linktree.com slash tis the podcast.
3: And if you wanna get some extra content that you have to pay monies for. They can go to um, our Patreon site, Particip Podcast, and check out extra stuff there. Um, and there's different pay stuff. At least a dollar a month gets you in. Other monies gets you other stuff. Check it out.
5: I don't have anything else to plug because my book finished last week. Julia brought it to a close. So now if you've been waiting to binge it, now's the time to do it. And while I have April and Jerry on, thank you both for contributing your voices to said book throughout this year. And Julia and Tom... I thank you all the time, so thank you both. But...
4: <laughs> I'm going to quote "Born in East LA," and I'm going to say, "You don't have to thank me, brother. You have to pay me." <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know. if you, I guess you guys have never seen "Born in East LA." Never mind.
5: Uh... Oh, I've <laughs> But anyways, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. It's all up there now. And Julia did a wonderful job bringing it to a close. So.
3: April and Jerry, I mean, I'm glad both y'all were on, even though one of y'all was in my camp, one of y'all wasn't, but that keeps it spicy. Um, I was about to say, Jerry,
5: it's always (laughs) awesome having you. April, always awesome having you. Very grateful for your presence tonight.
4: Sorry, I was uh, (laughs) like computer troubles. (laughs) Jerry, you want to tell
3: us about your podcast before we go?
4: Sure. Uh, Yeah. So I'm the host of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. So uh, we'll probably at some point do this as a bonus episode, I I imagine, because it's 80s adjacent. Um, But yeah, we talk about anything from movies, shows, music, uh, toys, especially uh, comic books, books, foods, fashion, fads, anything, as long as it has to do with... You know, even remotely with Christmas in the '80s, we'll uh, we'll cover it on my show. Really, it's just an excuse for me to talk about things I loved growing up. So uh, I, I was about <laughs> to say to quote
5: to quote Jerry, it's a very loose definition of Christmas in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, I covered,
4: I covered the Karate Kid, which has like in the background of one scene like a little bit of tinsel. <laughs> so, I mean, it takes place December nineteenth. That's close enough, right? Um, anyway, so yeah, you can find me anywhere you find podcasts. I also have a link tree. Um, that you can you know you can look up or not um and tom actually has a website that he was um building for me so yeah feel for that that we will be hopefully happening. you'll get back
0: to that and finish it up uh during my <laughs> break from work next week
4: right on so so yeah and thank you tom Y'all? april
5: do you have anything you want to plug
2: no I can't get my life together enough to
3: plug <laughs> anything. She's going to plug her next semester. She's going to boss out on.
1: Heck
5: yeah. yeah, for real. I
2: don't have any math classes, so oh, yeah. I may. Mean, yeah,
5: she, she's going she's to plug her next semester where she doesn't talk to us all again for six months because she's so busy and then she'll just pop up in an episode or like, mean, April's
2: the, this back. This semester should be a little better um, without the bat mitzvah stuff, without running. I don't have to run any marathons during the semester. Um, I don't have to like I also had to maintain a whole bunch of stuff for a scholarship I got last semester and I literally turned the money down for next semester because it was too much. Like they wanted like one Saturday a month commitment and I'm like I can't guys. So yeah. So next semester may not be as bad. I hope not. Uh-huh. But I don't want to I don't want to say that yet.
5: Well, I know what's not going to be as bad for me next week and that's when we cover a boy called Christmas, which I know Tom is also very excited for.
0: You know what I'm not very excited for? What? We have 31,449,600 seconds until next Christmas.
3: That's 524,160 minutes. That's
5: (laughs) 8,007. What is happening tonight? I
0: I don't know how we could talk about 500 and something thousand minutes and not sing it a la rent. I'm sorry.
5: That's only 8,736 hours.
4: That's 364 days.
2: That is 52
5: very long weeks. Oh. Very long weeks. But we'll be there to help you get through it. As will Jerry and April.
1: Bye! Bye. <laughs> Just see those sleigh bells jingling, ring a lovely oh
5: Although you know, push comes to shove, I'll deal with Jim Verney over this. Really? Oh wait, no, no, no! I said that backwards. <laughs> push comes to so shove. I'll put this nope, on over nope. dealing with Jim Vernon. I it. said that
4: backwards. Too late. <laughs> Let's <laughs> take c now, you got to include that, like, in your intro music every single time. <laughs> to myself, I'll take Jim Barney. I'll take Jim Barney over this. <laughs> <laughs> this just be the start new, uh, that the new
0: in <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's next 10 I'll take Jim Barney over
1: this. <laughs>